Hello folks, so we're reaching the end of day two here at the Wearable Technology and Augmented Reality Show. And it has been an amazing event with an enormous amount of interesting people present and some very interesting and innovative technology on display. Augmented reality has been a big part of this year's event uh, and the decision to include it has shown that this technology is now reaching a point of maturity where it can serve real world purposes and add genuine value for both enterprise and consumers. And on the topic of AR in enterprise and on the factory floor, I'm very lucky to have with me today a lady who can tell us a great deal about the role that AR will play in the way that many of us will work in the future. That lady is Gaia Dempsey, the Managing Director of Dacry International a company that has been making waves in the augmented reality space for several years now. Gaia is someone with a founding and a marketing background who understands both strategy and technology, and how once you've created an innovative technology product, you can bring it to market and drive adoption of that new technology. Currently, Dacry have a very exciting product in the AR marketplace, uh, one that differs slightly from other AR headsets in that it attempts to solve problems in the industrial space. That product is called the Dacry Smart Helmet, and it utilizes a host of cutting-edge tech, an array of cameras that provide 360 viewpoints, a stack of sensors and measurement tools, and custom-built software, which provides workers in the field with a real-time contextual informational environment, which appears directly on top of the work environment. It's groundbreaking tech, and Gaia is here to tell us all about it. Gaia, welcome. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. How are you, and how are you enjoying the expo? Thanks for having me. Uh, this has been great. I gave a talk yesterday on the reality behind industrial augmented reality wearables, and I think it went well. I'd like to start by asking you to tell the story of the smart helmet, if you don't mind. Uh, how long did it take to design, uh, and what were the challenges in creating it? Sure. So this is a product that we've been working on for a number of years. Tremendous amount of challenges in creating a product that is going to incorporate a huge number of software techniques, and hardware capabilities in a single product. The core of the smart helmet is the computer vision capability that we call IntelliTrack. So IntelliTrack is a software that utilizes visual inertial navigation and combines those algorithms with IMU data to enable the wearer to map and do a 3D reconstruction of their environment, recognize objects, and that's what gives you the ability to have the canvas of the world around you that you can connect augmented reality data with in a meaningful way. I mean, obviously there are some enormous benefits uh, for industry in having a completely mobile uh, computing environment available to workers. I mean, it's hands-free, and uh, the ability to allow workers to augment in real time is obviously a game-changing moment for augmented reality and for industry. One thing that interests me is what kinds of uptake and interest you're already seeing, because I would imagine that uh, the product's making waves and that you have a lot of people interested in either trialing and or looking at it. So we're currently in the pilot phase of product rollout with Fortune 500 customers in the industrial manufacturing space. And they'll, they'll be sharing their feedback with us over the next six to 12 weeks. The interest in the product is generally, a, first of all, the focus is around three areas. It's improving productivity, quality, and safety in the workplace. And the things that the smart helmet allows you to do on the factory floor are to do data management in a completely new way, where you can access your ERP data in real time. It allows you to do first-person documentation of the work process, which generally would be a requirement for another separate person to come and do those checks. Instead of having to have two separate jobs, you can actually 
let the person who's doing the task document it as they go along. So that saves a tremendous amount of time. It has a huge number of sensors. So we talk about augmented reality most of the time as augmented vision, but the smart helmet gives you capabilities beyond, we call it computer enhanced vision. Um, for instance, metrology as a capability. So just by wearing the smart helmet, you can, in, you can measure anything that you're looking at. It also comes with a thermal imaging capability. So you can look around you and, and look at the temperature of machinery or equipment around you and determine if it's safe to utilize. Um, we also um, have our, our, in the next generation, going to be integrating uh, an internal sensor. So a lot of the sensor data that we're looking at comes externally in your environment, allows you to better understand your environment, to visualize data that you need in the moment of making a critical decision directly where the work is being done. But there's also a, a lot of value in internally sensing the human that is the wearer of the smart helmet. So we recently announced that we've acquired a neuroscience hardware company called Mellon. They create an EEG headband that allows you to track stress and focus levels. Um, the next generation of the Mellon headband is also going to be able to sense skin temperature and heart rate. So that increases your safety in a field force uh, work environment where your workers, you can, you can um, instantly recognize uh, heart attacks and stroke. You can give someone a warning if perhaps they're overheating, which overheating is a huge cause of death in industrial work environments. So if someone is perhaps lifting heavy equipment and you can tell through the sensor that they're overheating, you can give that person an alert. Hey, it's time to take a 10 minute break. So, and of course the, the focus and the stress uh, capabilities are tremendous as well. You want to be able to tell if someone has the right focus level to be doing a particular job, operating heavy machinery. Um, and that feedback is given directly to the user first, right? So they, it's empowering the person to know their own levels of focus, productivity, and stress and have greater data and greater confidence in the work that they're doing. Is there a kind of an overview level to this? Because from what I understand, uh, that the helmets can be networked, yes? So you can you, you talk on the website basically about how it can map the environment, spatially map the environment. So if you have a very large factory plant, you can effectively visually map that environment. You can also apparently connect nodes which are not connected to a network as augmented objects, which is a fascinating idea because basically you're, you're again taking the world that's not connected and adding it and enabling a very sophisticated form of mapping of the industrial process of inventory, you know, uh, the capability to manage inventory in different ways. And so in terms of the process, I mean, you, are you looking at also overlaying instruction sets for workers to enable them to perform specific tasks? Yes, augmented instructions are one of the key capabilities of the helmet and we've created an authoring tool called Industrial 4D Studio, which pairs with the helmet and allows mechanical designers and engineers to design work packages directly in, into, into 4D. So if you're, for instance, designing a product in 3D in a CAD system, um, there's a separate step that right now has to be taken where you're translating that data into a 2D paper work packet and we just offer the opportunity to skip that step entirely. You design in 3D and you build in 3D. So by creating 4D work packages, you can visually communicate that data and tremendously decrease errors by providing orientation, 
and placement information in the most intuitive form possible, visually right on top of where the work is being done. That's fascinating because obviously you can also update that information uh, very quickly. Uh, you can spread that information directly through the, the worker network pretty much instantaneously uh, and you can you can take feedback directly from uh, workers as they're performing the task to see whether the instruction set actually conforms to the ways in which work workers uh, work and whether it's comprehensible and effective. Yeah, that, that's another of the, the capabilities that you've hit upon is that you can update it in real time and um, this is something that's very useful when you have an ERP system that's maintaining records on maintenance and inspections and work processes that are going on in the equipment in an entire factory or chemical plant. In many cases, that information may not be accessible in a real-time manner. So if you're utilizing the smart helmet and you've connected it to your ERP system, you can prevent issues where somebody may be redoing the same maintenance process or aren't aware of, of, a, of a step that's been taken on a particular piece of equipment that may make it unsafe to operate. So you have that information real time. As, as you're talking, I'm just thinking about what you're actually saying in terms of how, how it might apply in the environment. It would seem that even in terms of uh, workers making mistakes that have not been accounted for uh, in the instruction sets provided or in the training materials, because you can update them in real time and because you can, you're talking about obtaining biometric feedback, uh, you, have a, you have cameras, so you basically, because you're effectively able to record the work process, you can continue to improve it, you can continue to update it, you can continue to make the manufacturing process more efficient. So what you're talking about in terms of productivity, the bonuses and advantages there are kind of exponential, they continue to increase. Absolutely. We see this as, and I say this in, in a, the introductory video to the smart helmet, we have the chance to be the next industrial revolution, to be part of that. And the reason for that is, you know, a lot of the increases in productivity and efficiency in work that's being done by human beings, there, there have been huge efficiency increases, but all of that happened more than a decade ago and we haven't seen a lot of improvements since then. So there's the, the potential here to be at the, at the start of a new S-curve, a new huge improvement in the way that work is done. And there's, you know, we're just here at the very beginning, at the tip of the iceberg, and the more use cases, the more this gets used in different types of factory settings, really we, we're starting with high mix, high value scenarios where there's high error rates and huge stakes on the line, but this will eventually find its way, um, we believe, in, in, in many, many different types of industrial settings. And there's discoveries that are waiting to be made and, and new applications that are, that are waiting to be found. Um, and we really see this as uh, empowering to the factory floor worker, to the field service worker, um, and we want this to be the future of work. And you talked a little bit about the software. How does that process work? Because I know you have what looks like a, a developer community that you're working with or going to be working with. So how is that going to work? Because obviously every industrial environment is potentially different. Every manufacturing process is different because you're producing different types of products. How do companies plug in to what you do and how do, how do you assist them in building out their own system? Sure, so in a pilot 
phase application, we may partner with a client and help them develop the first application. We offer a phenomenal training program. So our goal is really to empower industrial organizations to make their own work packages in the best way possible that suits their needs. So we, with Industrial 40 Studio, um, it's a software as a service. You can buy seats to the platform similar to a cloud-based you know, authoring tool uh, model. And you may, you know, depending on your needs, you purchase a certain number of seats. We offer training. The, the bottom line is that it supports all of the 3D software that people are already using. So you don't need to hire new people. It's existing skill sets that translate seamlessly into, it, into this. It doesn't disrupt their workflow. And the software works in such a way that it step-by-step step allows you to create workflows and create processes um, that can be customized to the work that's being done, the particular piece of equipment that needs to be maintained or operated upon. And it has a lot of built-in templates and settings that will allow you to easily and very quickly create industrial work processes without the need to go on and invent a user experience standard from scratch. So you're basically making it relatively easy for companies to plug in uh, and to add their own content and, and you're helping them to manage the process of how they implement their pilot programs. So uh, effectively, long term, do you see that um, them becoming slightly more independent in the way they approach the platform? That's definitely our hope. Our hope is to empower organizations to use the software and design their own experiences and work packages um, and therefore be able to scale it across the organization. So I'm curious, what are the biggest challenges for you right now? I mean, what you're doing is very ambitious as a project and, and you, have a, you sound like you have an extraordinarily ambitious vision uh, for the company. So what do you need to overcome currently to make this work? I think our biggest challenge right now is just scaling our manufacturing operation. We have a, a tremendous amount of interest in the smart helmet and the use cases uh, that we're seeing are, you know, make a whole lot of sense, things that we can immediately address. And we're just, we're scaling the, the manufacturing operation and, and we want to get that going as quickly as possible so that we can service this demand. Finally, Gar, um, I'd like to ask, what is Dacry's vision for the future? You've got, got an amazing product uh, and it has potentially kind of almost revolutionary implications for some products and services and the way that those things are manufactured. How do you see industrial grade wearable devices changing our world? When you change the way that somebody works, when you give them a tool that empowers them to do their jobs better, to be more effective, to instantly access knowledge that they didn't have before, you transform that person's idea of themselves, you transform their job capabilities and therefore mobility, you give that person more confidence and it changes so much in their lives when you change the way that they work. So that's our vision for empowering workers. You know, and a lot of people go through life not necessarily understanding where the basic infrastructure that allows us to live our lifestyle comes from. Not just in the United States, but in Europe, everywhere in, in the world, there is a huge output of industrial work and capabilities and, and creativity. And we've been sort of iterating on that for the last hundred years. 
And it's time, you know, the world needs new solutions. We're facing larger problems, more complex problems than ever before. And it, when you give the organizations that are building the infrastructure all around us, whether it comes from city infrastructure or the tools and the devices that we use every day, the connecting pieces that go inside of airplanes. I mean, there's a huge amount of work that goes into every single thing that we do that we take for granted. When you give the organizations that are making all of that happen, a tool that allows them to increase their efficiency and save costs, um, increase their productivity, you're giving them space, you're giving them time to reach new breakthroughs and to develop new types of products and new types of solutions. Um, and hopefully that will give us as, as a whole the opportunity to move forward and to um, develop the solutions to the problems that we're facing in, uh, uh, you know, uh, as a planet. It sounds incredibly exciting. I mean, we live in a very, very technical world. And um, what you're saying about the next industrial revolution, I believe many of those ideas are already present in our culture. In some ways, are already we're attempting to implement that, that next level. And we need tools to enable us to do that. Um, the increasing complexity of new types of manufacturing, miniaturization, the vast array of sensors that we want to put into everything. I mean, these are very complex processes to network together. And I think the kinds of tools that you guys are providing will enable that, will make it easier um, for people to do those types of things. And like you say, the next level, it will make it easier for us to attain the next level. So thank you for that. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Uh, it's been fantastic to meet you and to learn about your product. It's amazing to think that uh, what this kind of tech is finally beginning to do, uh, it's worked its way out of academic and research and development laboratories, and it's finally effectively in the public domain. I'm sure there are going to be some amazing use cases for it. I'd like to wish you and the team responsible for it all the very best. Good luck with everything you do in the future. Thank you for talking to me today. Thank you for having me. Thank you.